Varsity Discount Tyres. Buy three, get one free on the popular Falcon Zeke CT60 SUV tyre. This is Saturdays in SA with Bryce Gibbs and Tom Lyon. Good morning. So good to have your company this morning. Well, Bryce, it's fair to say senior coaches are under more pressure right now than any other time through history, hence why we're seeing a lot of that burnout happening and, and guys leaving the job. So who better to give us an insight on all of this, on what it's like to manage a team in 2023 than an actual coach, uh, John Barker. He's been an assistant, was an assistant at Carlton for a long period of time, amongst others, uh, been a caretaker coach as well. John, have we got you there? Morning, gents. I'm here. Good morning, Johnny B. And surprised that you're breathing this morning because <laughs> I heard you found yourself in a bit of hot water during the week. I know where this is going. I know. You know exactly where this is going. You find, you nearly found yourself picking a fight with uh, the current heavyweight champion of the world. What was going on there, John? Uh, look, I, I think I've been dealt, dealt a bit of a raw blow here. I, I, uh, I, was, I went along with uh, a couple of Fox footy boys from the bounce, um, Jason Dunsell and, and Benny Dixon and uh, we were sitting ringside because they were, they were there um, trying to support Big Cam Mooney who unfortunately didn't get the um, get the nod on the night but I went to get some beers and when I came back um, my seat had been filled by Tyson Fury <laughs> so <laughs> what? I, uh, I, uh, yeah, I was a little bit surprised but I, I proceeded to tell him to push off and um, <laughs> he wasn't having it he wasn't having any of that. He just eyeballed me, and then I thought, "Well, I'll offer you. I'll, I'll offer him a beer." So I offered him a beer. He didn't want that either. So I quickly went and found myself another seat. Unfortunately. <laughs> Fantastic. Hey, um, John, you were at Carlton for about eleven years, and you left. I think it was in twenty twenty one. What have you been doing with yourself since that point? Well, I, I work um, with the Johns Lynn Group at, a, at one of their businesses called Restorex. And in fact, uh, me and a business partner run their business runs in South Australia as well. We've got an awesome right. operator there, Jared Raymond, who sort of runs the business there. We do basically um, water restoration, fire restoration on the on behalf of insurance companies. So it's been good. It's been really good. Been working hard during the week, but you know, getting a bit of a breather on the weekends um, and that recharge. Um, is significant when you come out of footy. You, you sort of get get a bit of an understanding of how most people live. Do you miss it, John? Do you miss the coaching space? I mean, we're, we've seen a lot of commentary around in the last couple of weeks with the pressures that, that coaches face these days. Is it something that you miss? Uh, look, I miss certain aspects, but I, I, one thing I can categorically guarantee is I will never coach again. Um, yeah, she's a there's, there's bits that you really love, and it's the, the coaching and the, and the interaction with the players, and you know, um, give a, you know, I, I love that connection piece and um, the ability to um, extract um, high performance out of out of individuals. There's a real buzz that comes with that. Uh, so I do miss elements of it, but uh, in the overall scheme of things, I, I, it's just not a job that um, I would want to ever do again. And what's what's the main reason for that? I mean, there's a big conversation around burnout and the effect lowering that soft cap has had on all footy clubs. You know, spreading spreading the load a lot more, uh, a bigger workload for the assistants. 
what's sort of your reasoning behind behind not wanting to do it again? Well, I think I think you'll find it continues to happen if they don't uh, work out the best way to balance um, the actual lifestyle of a coach. Mm. Um, the, the soft cap is 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 one of the variables. I think there's a few variables that are at play. One is when you when you reduce a soft cap, obviously reduce the money that's involved. And if you want good people, you have to pay for good people. It's just it's as simple as that. So the smarter people are going to go and um, go into fields that yeah they love and want to do, but they're going to go into fields that, that earn more and, and so they can look after their families you know, to a better extent. Um, the time that's allocated towards coaching is significant. And once the soft cap reduced and there was less numbers, it meant that there was probably a, a bigger workload, as you talked about. And, you know, when you're coaching, your weekend will be, you, you're playing on a Saturday, you, you probably have a, a sponsorship function on a Saturday night, you um, on on a Sunday, you'll go and watch your reserves play, po- possibly, which is three hours. You you'll do six, seven hours of editing. Uh, there's ten hours, and, and you know there's some Sunday nights where you you know I'd be writing reports at eleven o'clock, twelve o'clock at night, and then you kick off mm-hmm. again on a Monday. And and it's um, from a time perspective, you, you lose that with your family, and um, there's there's a, there's an energy factor too that comes with that. How much energy you can give your your family when you um, consume like that. And, and it is an all-consuming job. Um, so I've found the time I've got with my family has just been unbelievable with my young kids and mm. since I've uh, since I've pulled the pin. And the other aspect, which which is, is a pretty key variable too, is the scrutiny. The, the just, if you lose games of footy, the, the drama around you being a really poor coach or a really poor outfit versus if you win games of footy and and it and it changes in within a couple of weeks or a month um you could be a good football <laughs> football team for four weeks and then you lose a couple and all of a sudden you you know the, you're the worst coach in australia and so the 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 roller coaster of the scrutiny is significant too and it's it's not necessarily just on the coaches um and how they feel about that scrutiny, a lot of it's about their families. And when they see that their families feel a lot of that, that's what affects the coaches a fair bit, I think. So there's some big variables there. You know, there's, there's the time and the energy, there's the, the scrutiny, and then and then there's the, um, you know, the, the value that's placed on you from a commercial aspect in terms of what you can earn as a coach. And um, there's a few pretty significant negatives <laughs> that are starting to starting to get worse mm. uh, um, on, on all fronts, I think. And that's why you're starting to see some coaches starting to pull out, pull away and, and look to do things that are that are a little bit better from a balanced point of view and from a financial point of view. Yeah, spot on, John. Uh, fascinating insight there to our listeners. Um, I want to ask you about Andrew <coughs> McWalter. He finds himself taking over the reins at Richmond uh, and you found yourself in a, in a similar position at Carlton when when Mick Mouldhouse was uh, given the push on, um, what would he be feeling? Would he be looking to, obviously he wants to, he has aspirations of being a senior coach. He'd be wanting to put his best foot forward. Um, from your experiences, what did you look to do? I mean, did you look to change too much? I mean, from memory, you, you, continue, you, you said you, you love the, the relationships with your players and you certainly lent on that. And um, what would he be looking to do for the, for the rest of the, the season at Richmond? Well, look, there's no doubt he's going to want to put his best foot 
forward, and he's a he's a he's a super coach, Mini. Um, I've had a little bit to do with him over the years. I, I think one of the things, and you probably remember that I thought was important was I got all the senior players together and I just asked them what they wanted their football um, team to represent and what that looked like. And I wanted some real buy-in as to the way they wanted to go about it. Um, because, uh, you know, I, I know I've probably had these conversations with you over the journey, mate, that when players actually truly own a, a style of football and, and own a set of values in terms of what they want to represent, then they're much more likely to be able to execute that when they've got some skin in it. So um, it was about just getting all of the senior players um, on board as to the way we all wanted to play and all of us having input. And then it was about me keeping them accountable to, to that. Now, unfortunately, um, we, we look, we started playing some good footy, but then we started losing some good players like your good self, mate. I think you tore a peck and then you got three weeks for a for a tackle and Juddy did his ACL and we just started <laughs> dropping like flies. I think I pressed the accelerator a bit on the aggressive ball movement maybe. <laughs> um, but I think I think Minnie will, will put his own stamp on it, but I don't think he'll want to change it too much because it's, it's not easy um, changing too many game-style levers within season without having some good time to train it and, and have the boys embrace it. So, John, the, the, the evidence is clear now that, and mental health is being spoken about a lot more openly now, um, that coaches are experiencing burnout and sort of anxiety levels with the scrutiny that they're under. I, from my knowledge, that they do have a psych that they can check in with regularly if, if they choose to do so. But blue sky thinking here, what would if you were in charge of the AFL, what would you change to make... Uh, a more conducive environment for them to work in, like around support and soft cap. What what would you change if you could do anything? Well, I I think you've got to increase the soft cap significantly because if you want good people, um, you, you need to actually invest in good people. So, and 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 increase it so that they can increase the numbers. And I know there's you know there's some people that don't like too many coaches being around, but. Your number one assets are your players and the ability to provide them with support is is really important if you want good outcomes. And as you said, you know, mental health is a is a significant issue in, in the current day, just in general life. But it also is with footballers and, the, you know, there's different reasons for that. But even if it's increasing the cap and taking the welfare component, so having your welfare officers and your um, and your psychs outside of the soft cap if you don't want to increase the coaching cap. So I think mm. that would be really important. Um, and, and I think you, you almost need to give coaches two clear days off a week, whether, whether that be this Sunday or, or in a, in a Wednesday, like a midweek, whatever it might be, the, the alternate day to when you play on, on the weekend and then, and then maybe one during the week and and mandate it from an AFL point of view. Um, it's it, They're not easy to do. As you know, being in, inside those programs, they're not easy to do. And, but, um, and you'll find coaches are still going to open the laptop and, and um, have a squizzit opposition they might be playing or run through some training. But um, they, need to, they need to find a, a better way to create some balance for coaches, there's no doubt. 
Fascinating insight there, John. Thank you so much for joining us. John Barker, uh, hopefully you're able to recover from that incident with, uh, was it Tyson Fury or Tommy Fury? Uh, it was Tyson Fury. Tommy, yeah. I reckon it might have been half a chance against Tommy, but not Tyson. Um, He's but gigantic. It's a funny thing. I, <laughs> man, as, as, a, as a husband, you, you work out pretty quick what your deficiencies are because <laughs> you get told all the time. And um, my wife uh, this morning, I, I forgot to tell her that happened, and it was in the Herald Sun this morning. And, right. And uh, she didn't even ask about the incident. She just said, how come I'm learning about your life in the Herald Sun? And... Uh, which is just normal when you're married. You just get clipped from um, the, start of the start of the day to the end. So, yeah. anyway, we'll keep moving on. Well, that's a shared experience from uh, all husbands, I, <laughs> I dare say, John. Uh, thank you so oh, much for, so. for joining us, mate. Have a great day, boys. Thanks for having me. John Barker right there giving us his uh, very nice insight around the coaching landscape and the mental health problems that – they're struggling with right now. Bryce, Bryce, uh, we got a sports update right next. We're going to bring in our producer, JC. He's going to help us out there. There's plenty of things going on outside of football. So we're going to touch on that uh, along with some of our tips for the rest of the round. It's currently 10 minutes to 10 o'clock. After 10 o'clock, Marco Bello, Adelaide's development coach.